48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. The government says food supplies are secure, despite truck drivers being forced to quarantine on the mainland. Authorities fear more COVID infections, as it's revealed some of today's 300-plus new patients visited religious sites during the holidays. And officials say they're just days away from sending asymptomatic patients to Penny's Bay, with home isolation the next option. The government has played down concerns about food supplies after a number of cross-boundary drivers were forced to quarantine on the mainland. Violet Wong reports. The Container Transportation Employees General Union said some trucks had been unable to make their way back from the mainland, affecting the supply of vegetables and meat to Hong Kong. A government spokesperson confirmed that some truckers had been quarantined on the other side of the border after mainland authorities discovered that one driver hadn't fully reported the places he'd visited. However, the spokesperson said all drivers, except those considered to be close contacts, had since been allowed to return to the SAL. The spokesperson said mainland authorities had adopted flexible arrangements to ensure a stable food supply to Hong Kong. The Centre for Health Protection has reported 342 new local COVID cases, with officials still tracking the source of 242 infections. Sham Shui Po, Yao Chin Mong, Kowloon City, Tun Mun and Sha Tin reported the most unlinked cases. Officials say they're worried because some patients visited the Polin Monastery and Chekong Temple over the Lunar New Year. Director of Health Ronald Lam says there are more than 300 transmission chains in the community and insisted contact tracing and other containment tools are necessary to curb the spread of the virus. This is a very widespread and severe situation uh, in terms of the spread in the community. And it is essential and critically important that we continue to maintain the containment policy, especially uh, using the most effective tools of um, contact tracing quarantine and also um, sending those detected cases for treatment in the hospital. This is the most effective tool to prevent or delay the further transmission ongoing in the community. Officials say there are about 300 preliminary positive cases and have urged the public to reduce cross-family gatherings and social activities. Dr Lam described long queues at testing centres as undesirable, but he said this should improve when testing capacity is increased. Given that the community transmission is now quite widespread and our targeted approach to stop the outbreak via uh, extended testing have to be implemented in order to delay or stop the transmission, so um, this may be inevitable for the time being. We are planning to ramp up the testing capacity rapidly. With this combination of measures, uh, we expect the testing capacity can be increased up to 300,000 per day. Uh, We hope in in this connection can help to ease the queuing phenomenon. Authorities have locked down blocks in Sha Tin and Tun Mun after sewage samples tested positive for COVID. Residents of Mei Sao, Mei King and Mei Chi houses at Sha Tin's Mei Tin estate, as well as those living in Leung Kit House and Leung Wai House at Leung King estate in Tun Mun, need to get tested tonight and stay in their flats. The administration said it aims to complete the operation at Sha Tin at around 10 in the morning and those at Leung King estate at noon. 
The hospital authority chief says the Pennies Bay Quarantine Centre could start admitting COVID-19 patients with few or no symptoms in the next few days in a bid to free up hospital beds amid an uptick in local cases. Tony Coe also said that if the COVID situation worsens and overwhelms Pennies Bay, patients would have to quarantine at home instead. But he stressed it doesn't mean everyone can isolate at home. If a patient is staying with an elderly family member or an unvaccinated individual, home quarantine would obviously be unsuitable for them. Perhaps it would be better to send the patient to a quarantine facility. Once there's an actual need for patients to recover at home, I believe we'll have to make adjustments as to when they can be released from quarantine. And now the weather. It'll be mainly cloudy with a few rain and mist patches tomorrow. Temperatures in the region of 16 to 19 degrees with fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore and on high ground. The outlook mainly cloudy in the next few days and it'll be rather cool on Tuesday morning. Currently 16 degrees Celsius, humidity 80%. You're listening to RTHK. The time's exactly five minutes past 11. Turning overseas, the state funeral of the legendary Indian singer Lata Mangeshka is taking place at a park in Mumbai. Earlier, large crowds gathered in the streets to pay their respects to Mangeshka, who's died aged 92. The singer, known as the Nightingale of India, recorded tens of thousands of songs over her seven-decade career. The Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi is attending the funeral. The BBC's Janhavi Mule is in Mumbai. For Indians... Lata Mangeshkar was not just a playback singer, but she was a symbol of music itself. She was a cultural icon and beyond that, she was somebody with whom the country's journey runs parallel. When she started singing, it was way back in 1942 when India was still under British rule. And it's generations of Indians that have seen or uh, listened to her tunes, listened to her music. So everybody around has expressed their grief, whether it's in person or on social media. The authorities in Madagascar say homes, hospitals and schools have been destroyed by the second powerful storm to hit the country within weeks. The full extent of the damage and casualties caused by Cyclone Batsirai is not yet clear. The Environment Minister Vahinala Rahari Narina appealed for help. We are organising the data and the needs for the regions and we will communicate it to the international community. But we know that we have now this morning people from United Nations or European Union who came and asked for the government what can be done together. Queen Elizabeth's son, Prince Charles, has said he's deeply honoured by his mother's wish that his wife, Camilla, should be known as Queen Consort when he eventually accedes to the British throne. In a statement marking the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, Prince Charles paid tribute to his mother's 70 years on the throne. The BBC's Daniela Ralph reports. In his message, the Prince of Wales writes of the Queen's devotion to her people and says she inspires admiration with each passing year. He also refers to his mother's wish that the Duchess of Cornwall becomes Queen Consort. He describes Camilla as his darling wife and says she has been his own steadfast support. They are, he says, both deeply conscious of the honour represented by his mother's wish. 
Canada has seen another weekend of large protests against COVID measures, with thousands of people taking part. Many joined an encampment in the centre of the capital, Ottawa, which has been gridlocked for days. In Toronto, lorries were used to block a major, inter- major intersection. This trucker explained why he joined the protest. People should be able to make their own choice if to take the needle or not take the needle and not lose the, the job, not lose their house, not lose their income, uh, just for the vaccination. The protest, known as the Freedom Convoy, was started by truckers angry at vaccine requirements. To sport and at the Winter Olympics in Beijing, the snowboarder Zoe Sadowski Sinnott has made history for New Zealand, winning the country's first ever gold medal in the snowboard slope style. The BBC's Alex Capstick has more. She finished with a, a magnificent flipping and, and twisting in the air, landed perfectly, and that elevated her into the gold medal position. And the two women that were second and third, Julio Mourinho of the USA and Tess Code of Australia, they ran on and ran out of where they were standing to inside the competition fence and embraced the winner. And it was a really lovely moment showing it's not all about winning, it's about you know supporting your competitors uh, as well as trying to beat them. It was a, it was a lovely moment. Uh, the men's downhill which is the blue ribboned event of the Olympics. It's when, you know, the fastest athlete wins. You just should go down a very steep mountain. This has never been tested before, this mountain, because of COVID protocols. So they're all seeing it for the first time. But they can't race at the moment uh, because it's too windy up in Yanqing, which is around about uh, uh, it's a couple of hours to get there from where I am in the centre of Beijing. And that's now been postponed for another day. And in football, China have won the AFC Women's Asian Cup for the first time in 16 years, battling back from a 2-0 half-time deficit and firing home an injury-time winner to beat South Korea 3-2 in Mumbai. The national team fell behind on 27 minutes when Chao Yuri scored and were up against it when Ji Yo-sun So-yun added a second on the brink of half-time. However, two goals in five minutes from Tang Jia Li and Zhang Linyan put China back in contention. And Xiao Yu Yi fired a winner deep into injury time to secure the trophy for the first time since 2006. And when the news the top story once again, the government says food supplies are secure, despite truck drivers being forced to quarantine on the mainland. And that's the news from RTHK. Thanks to Todd Harding. We'll have more headlines at midnight. minutes after 11.
if you're gonna find the love that you need. Jamie Cullum and taken from the album uh, we're featuring tonight his 2019 release. Uh, the album is Taller and that one a work of art.